Today's episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Gamers Inn, your one-stop location for all your gaming needs. Located in Lehigh City, Utah, their fun and friendly staff will be more than happy to answer any of your gaming needs. Just remember, Gamers Inn, it's where adventures begin. Broadcasting live from the DCR studio. Oh, yeah! The Geek Revolution starts here. Excellent! Get ready for the number one hit geek radio show out there. Well, it is impressive, isn't it? Because it's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Welcome to another heroic episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio, where Daniel and McKay, and now Still Dead, or Mackenzie as we've come to call her, are still... Missing. Missing in action. It's Wait, a Mackenzie very... wasn't missing before, though. She's only missing now. So we have to separate the list of still missings with the list of newly missings. That is true. That is true. With... She is... Missing now. So she is now missing, but when she was Was not missing not before. before. Whereas all those who were missing before are on that same list as with all the rest of the stormtroopers. That is That is a horrible thing to say. <laughs> oh, you but, you just pushed they, a button. We're supposed to be talking about the tick. We promised we would talk about the tick lapse episode, was, and now you're gonna oh, send me off on a tangent. Only a are you about saying, their are you saying ability to fire a weapon is all I'm saying. Are you saying the stormtroopers cannot shoot a weapon? No, they can. It's just comical how much they miss sometimes. Oh, you sometimes. do not understand movies, my friend. <laughs> that it's oh, it's a blood device. What they are the most they are oh, the most expert I marksmen not, I would in not want the to go universe. Up. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> yes. Point one. Think about Obi-Wan when he actually talks about the Sandcrawler when it's been shot. Only Imperial Blasters and Imperial Stormtroopers are so precise. Well, how do you think they got that heroic... How do you think they got that legendary status? By missing all the time? No, because they always hit their well, targets. You see, you see, I understand that, but at mm-hmm. the time Ben Kenobi was talking about this, uh-huh. this was the time they were missing things. They were not previous, missing things! Previous to this point... Hold on, hold on. When did they miss things in the movie up to that point? Okay, when, when they, they first, first come in. Yes, when they first come in. a lot of gunfire. Where was that going? Lasers going everywhere. And how many stormtroopers versus how many rebels, dead rebels, on the ground do you see? I'm not saying the rebels are any better. But for being the greatest shots in the universe, they should step it up a little bit. They did some pretty decent work in that first one. Where they get their horrible rap sheet for is after our heroes have docked the Millennium Falcon at the Death Star. And then all of a sudden, like, there are these horrible shots who can't hit anything. Oh, no, these people are behind yeah. a door. How do we shoot them? See, that's, that's it's, the other one. It's almost no like... No one got shot when they, when they infiltrated the Death Star. Exactly. It's almost like they weren't supposed to be shot. And, like, the stormtroopers were supposed to let them get away so that they could follow the tracking homing device that was planted on the Millennium Falcon. Falcon. No, they just needed to be quieter and not, you know, raise suspicions to begin with. Come on, get out of here! It's like the main <laughs> point of the movie. Like, the entire movie is built around this idea. And, oh, and it's I'm like, not going to argue with it because it's a great movie. But 
we're, we're moving on to our topic. No, topic. no, 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 yes. no, no, no. Yes, because I've already because the universe I've needs to know. The universe needs to sword. know that I stand against that joke. That the stormtroopers are amazing shots, and that it's a plot device. Everyone in the world, it's a plot device. They were meant. Think about Han Solo when he's running down the hall, and all of a sudden he runs into this large room, conveniently filled with stormtroopers. What? Um. What do we do? Fire in the air. Maybe he'll think we're just really bad shots. And then he's running. How did he outrun an entire platoon? Like, ah! Anyway, okay. Yeah, all right. So. Am I red? I feel warm. <laughs> you you were definitely <laughs> elevated. <laughs> and then, like, oh, my gosh. Like, the door is opening, and the stormtrooper's sitting there. Like, you can see Luke's ankles. Should we shoot him in the ankles? Nah, let's just no, try to. No, shoot him in the ankles, you, you jerk. <laughs> Only jerks shoot at people's ankles. I guess you haven't heard the same. You heard of the I'm an ankle shooter. Ha ha. You've never heard the same. Wait till you see the whites of their eyes. That door has not opened up enough to see their eyes. <laughs> okay. All right. I feel better now. Just a little bit. Okay. So here we are. We are here. Talking about the tick. The tick. The tick, which um, if you joined us on our last show, you'll know that Varen and I have been friends forever, and then we got off on a tangent. But before that, uh, he introduced me to the tick, the blue tick. Uh, superhero whose sidekick was Arthur. Arthur? It's a great sidekick, Arthur. <clears throat> Who basically uh, helped us grow up back in the 90s. <laughs> like that was, that was one of those shows on the Fox box that... Uh, oh, yeah. That was, that, was, that was pivotal TV watching, and... As a kid, I didn't understand all the jokes uh, like I do now, but... <laughs> they have some good jokes in there. It's it's not... It's not... It's definitely not exclusively for children. But yet it does appeal to the younger folk just because of the, the goofy, you know, off-the-wall bit of humor that he has. Bit of humor. Uh, a lot of the humor that he has. It's, it's quite... Well, it's different. It's It's unique. In a way, it's a, it's a bit more goofy. It's insane, and I love it for that. And, and it's it's actually, it was actually based off the comic that came out in 1986. I think it was uh, June or July. Oh, I didn't know it was that old. Out. Yeah, uh, and he now they're they're not with DC or or Marvel. They're actually uh, they're actually from the um, the New England England comic universe. Oh wow! I I have never I've never read a Tick comic. I'm I'm oh. a terrible person. Well, I'll have to pull out my Tick comics because I do have some Tick comics. You I, even, I even found one while I was in London. I found a Tick comic book in a comic store. It was tucked away in the back, and I was like, I want this. And the guy looked at me like, oh, we're Americans. I don't know why he had a Spanish accent, because we were in London, but a lot of weird people there. Nice. And, uh, yeah, but the Tick, Tick actually wasn't a superhero when he was created. He was actually created as a mascot for the Norwood, Massachusetts store of New England Comics, where... Where the guy who actually drew him, Ben Edlund, he used to, he was a customer there. And he's actually the creator of the tick. And he not only did he create the tick, he is still a huge influence in everything that is done with the tick. He is part of the new series that's going to be coming out on Amazon. Now, this is the second time that they've tried to do a TV show. I guess third time if you count the cartoon series as far as for you, making it a You could call that. Yeah, this is the series. second live action attempt. Uh, the first, the first comic uh, or cartoon, anyways. From what I understand, it did well. Did well with me. All my friends seemed to enjoy it. I knew a lot of people in school really loved watching it. I don't know about the rest of the demographics as far as the U.S. goes. Um, I know it was a big hit, at least in my little town, amongst me and my brothers and stuff. 
Uh, then when the live action came out in, uh, what was it, 2005? Is that when it first came out? No, it was before that. It would have been. Oh, it was back when we were in high school. So yeah, yeah, so it would have been early 2000. I think it was 2001 is when it first came out, actually. I think it came out in November of 2001. Do you 2001. want me to look it up? Yeah, look that up really quick. Pretty sure it was November of 01, though, that they that they came out with the live action. And, and oh, I remember watching it with anticipation of, of the, seeing something amazing. <laughs> one of 1994. The, 94 was the live action? 94? No, 94 was a cartoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking oh, we're talking about, about the live, live action. action. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the cartoon was came out. That, I remember being really young when watching the cartoons. That was middle. That was elementary school. <clears throat> was uh was watching the tick then. But, yeah, I think it was uh, 2000. 2001 one? for the live action with uh with our. Pat- Patrick Walburton, right? I love Patrick Warburton. Warburton. Like, he yes. is awesome. He does an amazing job in Series of Unfortunate Events. Honestly, he does an oh, he does, amazing he? job in almost everything that he does. Even, like, this character, I felt like he was a decent character. Um, he was, and he was funny. He, he was. was. He, he was the only good part about the, the show, to be honest. Yeah, like, honestly, like, looking back, I'm having trouble <clears throat> thinking about any of his characterizations that were a problem. Oh, no, he was great. I remember he was at this lady's house because this lady had convinced him that he was her husband, which she was crazy. But the tick, the lovable, gullible guy that he is, well, I must be somebody's husband then. I'm going to toss some salad, Arthur. And he takes a bowl of salad and begins throwing it at the ceiling violently, trying to recatch it into the same bowl as he's tossing it. But everything else about this, I mean, they somehow ended up on, on deciding to go with a almost a love triangle in the background with the Flater Mouse and American Maid. And, well, they and, renamed the characters, too. Oh, they, it wasn't, they did. It, it wasn't, wasn't Flater, American Maid. That's right. It was, oh, yeah, that's right. And it wasn't the Flater Mouse, either. They, they rechanged all of them, not, not just the names, but even their personalities were different. Suddenly, we had, we had this guy who was acting more like a... Uh, uh, you know, a Mexican soap opera guy, and uh, you got this lady who's—I mean—and it was just terrible. They—they they threw this soap opera esque feeling in the background of this really goofy, funny guy, and and Arthur was was no help to any of it. He was he was the boring observation. One was David Burke too, which was—he's such an amazing actor. Like it just—it was really disappointing. Uh, okay, it was Captain Liberty. And then uh, Deflator Mouse was recast or recreated as Batmanuel. That's right. That's right. They made him the Spanish guy. Mm-hmm. When Deflator Mouse is not that guy in the in, no, well, he's, it, do, it doesn't matter like about no. what that they, they it, were, it was just it was the character in and of himself was completely different. Deflator Mouse was yeah. a completely different character than what they created with uh, with Batmanuel. And even then, him and what was the. Captain Liberty uh, instead of American Made, and that was why that was Liz Vassie, Is that right? I think so. yes, yes. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, just that whole like sex thing that they had going on, like the jokes just never hit. It, no, it, they, it was disappointing. Like they shouldn't, they didn't belong there. They had this completely other genre style of show that they tried to mash in with this, this really successful comedy and. I mean, it was just terrible. I still, I still remember the line that made me fall out of love with both of the characters because American Made in the cartoon was just this amazing stand. I mean, obviously she was a parody of of Wonder Woman, but in the cartoon she was still this really powerful figure, really awesome. Like she saved the men a lot. Yeah. Um, but then the one line that really killed it for me in the live action, the Patrick Warburton, was when Deflator Mouse is holding her panties and saying, "Oh, I got your panties." 
it was so humiliating and dehumanizing. Like it, it, it brought his him down. It brought her down. It was just it was a joke that wasn't necessary to be there. And honestly, yeah, it it, it just yeah, that's what yeah, killed they, it for me. They they had a weird side thing going on. Um, I've watched I've watched the preview for the new one that's going to be out exclusively with Amazon Video, and. It's more than a preview. It's it's the pilot. It it's, was the original. Yeah, you're pilot. right. You're right. It is a pilot. It's not just a preview. It's I think they call it a pilot preview because they've put it out so far before in advance. They're saying, hey, here's the first episode. Watch it now. Ache to see the rest of it when it comes out for nine months. And that's and how I've, long they've made us wait. I've been doing this. I've been aching very well for the tick to be played by by a new person, nonetheless. Even. Um, Admittingly, when I heard that Amazon was re- Amazon, right? Yes. When Amazon was redoing this, I was actually hoping they'd bring back P- Patrick Warburton, especially after seeing him in series of unfortunate events, just how amazing he does. But seeing the other character, like uh, in the trailers and the preview, like it, he he does an exceptional job with the tick. Oh, he does. He does. Patrick Warburton was. I, I almost feel like he was born to be able to play that type of role. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, our, our new guy in this one, and it's uh, what's his uh, Peter. Sarah Finnowicz. Sarah I'm I'm accustomed to seeing him in so many just different shows. Hold on, let's see. I'm, I'm I know, and it, and it's funny because you when you look at his, his his profile picture here, his face shot on IMDb, it doesn't look anything like the Tick. But and then and you definitely don't you I mean you don't see how that could be him either. You don't see the strong jaw. You don't see the. I mean, but but when he puts that suit on. And when you see him step up and he starts talking, well, hi there, little buddy. Are you here to watch these guys and fight some crime with them too? Hey, you'd be a great sidekick. Would you like to be my sidekick? The first, the first line in the in the trailer, the new trailer that was just released like last week. The well, look at you, impossible. Like that right there. That that's that's just, totally okay. Him. I will give you a try yes, because you've earned my respect. That's to something give you a try. the tick would say. It's impossible to look at me. <laughs> I wish the editing was a little tighter on that trailer because really, like, a lot of the responses weren't necessary. Like, look at you. Impossible. How much do you bench press? And then oh, yeah, it, was, it felt like the jokes. There's a few, yeah. I mean, well, I don't know. That That is one of the it's, – it's one of, one of those things about – about the tick where he he just has those witty comebacks and and i remember with one of the first episodes they they had him sit down they were interviewing him why are you a good superhero why should we let you be a part of the the superhero union i think is what it was trying to be out and he he had this device that he'd created so then after they they did that he sat in this device and it was supposed to try and chop his head off and then saw him in two and burn him up and explode him and drop something but the whole thing failed because he built it and rather than everything trying to like dismember him at once, it just was just a big fail. Everything came out of it, you know, and still should have killed him, but it didn't. And it was this failure that led him to the success of being part of the superhero union or so. Some, and yeah, right. So I understand why they gotta they gotta go back to the roots. They gotta bring that back in, play off it a little bit. I'm overall, I'm excited for it. I'm I'm trying not to get too excited because I can see how it could definitely be a letdown if I do. Like the first one was. What do they need to do to avoid that? I guess I should say that's that's my big question. Like, what if you could talk to them and let them know one thing that they needed to do, or just I think what would you say lay out for them? I think if Ben sticks with his original feel of the comics and of the and of the cartoon, 
as long as they don't try to throw that that unnecessary drama that wasn't funny into the side, as long as they, I think as long as they keep it that way, I think it'd be better. I think it'll, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be a hit. Nice. Well, I know for me personally, whenever I, whenever I'd go back and watch the tick, he was so absent-minded that the entire concept of drama, romance, just never really applied. And it was kind of relaxing. It was like going out for the evening and knowing, okay, I don't have to put on my, my flirting hat. I don't have to put on my performance hat. I can just enjoy life. And he was like that constantly that he you didn't have to relax. You, or you didn't have to, like, put on any kind of stress to try to figure things out. You could just watch him and enjoy the comedy that would ensue from him trying to save the day, from him being the superhero. The, I mean, he would try to be the superhero, but he, and he did save the day. Yeah, he was just but your never in the way lucky type of guy. Yeah, exactly, but never in the way that he meant to. It was like no, he'd mess things up first, and then he would inadvertently save the day, and it was just, and it was always the most abstract and off the wall issues, like when Dinosaur Neil accidentally ate the live dinosaur tissue in the Petri dish, rather than the salad that he also eats out of a Petri dish. <laughs> you would think scientists would have come a long ways, and uh, you know what? Let's not eat out of the same things we grow weird stuff in. <laughs> For me, it was definitely um, Chairface and trying to carve his name in the moon, and the tick was successful in shutting down the laser so that Chairface's name would not be written in the mood. However, he was a little late... And so now there's a C, an H, and the beginning of an A uh, in Cha, cha in, in, yep. <laughs> in the moon at the end. It I'm says just like, Cha on the moon in his universe, yes. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> that just, I love that. And uh, I, think, I think it has great potential. Um, so I'd say bring in chair face. Yeah. When you have somebody that has a chair for a head, there you go. Another one of the great villains I, I thought was Man-Eating Cow. And the scariest thing about man-eating cow is man-eating cow is, is a cow. There's nothing scary or intimidating about man-eating cow until he eats somebody. He's just a cow. I do not remember that joke. I need to actually... I, need to, to, I think that might just be a comic book one. I'll have to pull that one up. But yeah, man-eating cow. And every time you see a picture of man-eating cow, it's just a picture of a cow. <laughs> what about Arthur's character? Like, what would you recommend for him? Because I know in the in the movie, again, it was the sex that just kind of threw me off was that Arthur outside of his suit just was weird. Well, yeah, see, and I don't remember him ever coming out of his suit in the cartoon or the comics. He's like the tick. He always wears his suit, but not his wings, which is why everyone thinks he's a rabbit. Because he's got those weird little antenna things coming off his head and no wings. Like, oh, what are you, a rabbit? No, I'm a moth, actually. Where's your wings? Well, they're too big to fit inside, so I keep them in this briefcase. <laughs> I mean, everything about that is just awkwardly just not, yeah, that's not going to work. But, but it does. It works so well. And as they sit there in, in, the, in the hospital waiting for a machine to urinate into my cup. Ah, yes, coffee. Give you me like of your this? black urine. I, I, I love that. That was hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, I, I'd say that the, the new tick coming out on Amazon is definitely promising. Um. And I would encourage everybody to watch that when it does come out. I believe that's, what, coming out in August next month? It's almost here. It's almost here. Um, so, yeah, uh, go ahead. Give it a, a watch. And we are hopeful, 
Hopefully, I'm all, I'm actually hoping that we also see something else coming from Comic Con. Um, yeah, I hope that we see something from Comic Con. Oh, definitely. Or what? What are you hoping for? Another big movie announcement? Uh, I hope for a trailer. I hope for another trailer that's more in depth. Maybe even like a five second preview of the next episode. I don't think we will, but gotcha. I hope we do. That'd be nice. It would be. But yeah, it looks like it's coming out Friday, August 25th, on Amazon Prime. Uh, it Amazon Prime is definitely a wonderful uh, thing. I've I've got it. I really enjoy watching the shows and uh, ordering stuff with free shipping. So, all right. So if you want to order free stuff, go to Amazon Prime. Uh, well, free shipping. Get stuff. get an get an Amazon Prime account. Then you can have free shipping. Yes, and you can and watch, watch the, the tick, tick in August. Um, yes, and for those who don't know, the battle cry that will strike fear into the hearts of all evildoers, which is how we're going to end our show. Spoon! Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Just because the world is without fuel doesn't mean it can't burn. Union Forest has unleashed a dragon upon the world, and it's hungry. Henry Morgan has to save his brother and face the dragon. Check out The Shadows Above the Flames, written by our very own Daniel Swanton and published by Immortal Works. Find your copies on Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, or anywhere books are sold. So go get your copy today and find out what happens to Henry and Rick.